This is Morgan. And this is Ashley. And this is Hair Hair Me Out. This week, the topic is struggles of a small town stylist, earning respect, and breaking stigmas. So, if you're not from a small town, um, you just don't get it. Can't relate. So, we're both working in Perry, Georgia right now. But I just moved to this area in January, and I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. A big town. Big city. A big city. (laughs) So it was really kind of a culture shock for me in the hair world to see the difference in what I grew up with and what I was used to versus what is normal here. And I grew up in um, middle of nowhere, Georgia, so this is normal to me. I think the biggest struggle that hairstylists have in this area when they're first starting is everybody thinks that it's a joke. I got the comment a lot about if this was my real job. I had that happen to me like my first or second week. Someone said, so what are you going to do after this hair thing? This hair thing so is my job. Not, maybe that's not just a small town thing. I don't know. But I feel like it's worse here. Well, that was in Perry. Oh. How do you feel like you can break past that though? Um, I think it's more of like a personal thing. Like, first of all, what I do in my career is none of your business. So if you don't think that this is a real job, then I don't really care because I'm the one getting paid to do it. And when you are on the other side of it, like the stylist end, you see how much time and dedication and effort and like constant stress it is to do what we do. And I spent... A lot of money in school, I spent a lot of money on classes, and a lot of time teaching myself what was not taught in school. Period. I feel like when I started posting on social media, that's when they realized that, like, oh, it's actually a thing. And then they have respect for you. Yeah. After the fact. Oh, have I told you the story about the guy I was trying to rent a house from in Perry? No. This is when I realized that I can tell people off. I was wanting to rent this house, and I obviously was like a 20-year-old woman. So I went to this junkyard to get the keys from this old-ass white man to go look at this house by myself. And I rolled up to get the keys, and he was like, it's just you? And I was like, yeah. Is there a problem with that? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I was not brave enough to say that. I was like, oh, yeah, I was terrified. And then he said, well, how are you going to afford to rent a house? And I said, what do you mean? He said, what do you do for a living? And I said, I work in a hair salon. He said, oh, so you do haircuts? And I was like, well, that's part of it. And he said, you're, I don't even want, like, you're not going to be able to afford, afford this. Why are we doing this? And Says the man in the junkyard. <laughs> literally. And then he asked me how much I made a week. So I told him. That's not his business. Well, it felt personal and I needed <laughs> to defend myself. But I told him and he said, well, shit, you make more than me. Period. And I was like. This ain't a joke. He said, I need to start cutting hair. That's what they all say. If only it was that easy. Anyway, with social media being so, like, prevalent, everybody sees. We're not just sitting there rolling perms. Anymore. It's not the 1900s. Yeah. (laughs) Well, regardless, I'm just glad that my parents didn't care because I know that's a struggle for most people is getting it past their parents. Because I dropped out of college to move where I knew no one and just start over. And I did the same. Most people would not be cool with that, but you know. I don't think I'm adding much to this. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Moving on from that, the other biggest freaking issue is pricing. Pricing in That small was a big towns. thing for me. Oh my God. The difference. It was, yeah. Sorry. It was different for you. Right. Like, she's just making her appearance. Okay. So, I went to school in pretty much the busiest area of Raleigh. So, like, really city, really populated, very different environment, and not just hair salons, but in general. 
from where we are now. And to see the girls that I graduated with charging on some things, honestly, twice as much as I am, it is really interesting because you're doing, if you think about it, you're doing the exact same thing. You're using the same product. My hair color is just as much as her hair color, but she can get away with charging twice as much as me. And that's like where we are now. We're only an hour and a half from Midtown Atlanta and people there are charging four times as much as we charge. And it's just like stigma related because we're in a small town, but we don't know what these people are making. That's none of our business, but it's really almost every single person that comes in Almost every single person that doesn't try to book online and that comes into the salon or calls has something to say about the prices. And I don't mean to talk about other people's business, but I know someone who works in the same area as us who has had multiple people tell her recently that her prices are too high when honestly they're too low. Yeah, people are just used to salons here that'll charge 60 bucks for a full highlight. It might not be the best, but it's the cheapest. And then people think that's normal. So when they see something twice as much or more, it's quite a shock. We're next to the military town. So, like, it's... And Perry is kind of up and coming. Like, it's... There's a bunch of younger people moving in, so people from other places obviously moving to a military town and then Perry getting younger, people are willing to spend more money to get quality services. But I know in other areas it's not like that and they're still very much like stagnant. And it's a struggle. I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. I think the main thing that separates the new, not new, how the fuck do I say this without being mean? The new generation of hairstylists? No. Hmm. So in the beginning, I would undercharge everybody just because I felt bad. Like if somebody complained about the price while they were in my chair, automatic discount. But I had to realize that I'm literally just robbing myself because there's this distinct difference between someone. Ooh. It's getting shady. Ooh. It's getting <laughs> shady. You know, you get what you pay for in the long run. There you go. And that entails... Your, so your skill level, how much you put into continuing your education, your product knowledge, using the best products that are out there, knowing how to maintain hair integrity. There's just a lot of things now that people didn't think of or know of before. Yeah. Even toning. I know there are still a lot of salons that don't even use toner. So I think it's been easier to talk people into paying the higher prices because of how much everything has evolved and how much more is offered. If I ever have somebody question my prices now, I say, well, you get like the full color treatment. We're going to do a haircut. We're going to do an Olaplex treatment. We'll do a blowout. Like we're going to do a photo shoot after (laughs) a color lock treatment, porosity treatment. It's all about just educating your clients on what they're getting instead of just sitting them down, not doing a consultation. You might give them what they want, but in the end, they'll be questioning what they're paying for. There is clientele that loves that, and they want to know all these things, and they want to take care of their hair, and they want the best of the best. And some people are also totally fine with just plain Jane down the road, and that's okay. Let them be free. (laughs) Another issue is most of the people in small towns are very established And their family for generations and generations have been established in that town. So they have had a hairstylist since the day they were born. And it doesn't matter how good they are, whatever. They're they're probably They're probably related. They probably go to church together. And that is really difficult. Because you're not only trying to just gain new clientele genuinely to grow in these small towns. Because there's not bacoodles of people to choose from. You're having to snatch people away from their little home. Their little home stylist. Their little, their aunt or whoever. Does that? That makes sense. The <laughs> What was that? It's a word. I've never heard that one. Are you serious? Yeah. 
I will add on to that and say it's especially difficult. Well, both of us didn't grow up in this area. No. And have just moved here somewhat recently or super recently. So I'm coming in to a new area. I don't know anybody. I don't have friends. I don't have, you know, people I've gone to school with my whole life and their family and their friends and their kids. Like, I'm just out here trying my best. Literally starting from the moving. When I moved here, I knew my boyfriend, and that was it. And starting from the ground up, it's rough out here. Started from the bottom. I'm still at the bottom. <laughs> What's the solution to that problem? I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, well, it's social media. <laughs> right. That's a part of it. And referrals. And word of mouth. Exactly. In small towns, word of mouth will get you far, because once one person likes you, their whole family is going to start coming to you. Everybody. You got a whole week. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's your whole week booked up. But on the same note, it could be you do one person and they tell everyone that they don't like you. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just a gamble. You never know. (laughs) I don't don't know why I said that. (laughs) That was a good point. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that hopefully hasn't happened. I'm sure it has. Tell you? You wouldn't know if that happened. Oh, yeah, good point their loss. I used to do a mother and a daughter and the daughter quit coming to me and then the mother quit coming to me and I'm like well obviously one of them had an issue. Yeah one or both. Something that I think might be not so popular in a small town is specialties and specializing in something specific. Um, There's so many times people will call and ask for things that we just don't do. Perms for example. Yes. And starting out fresh out of school with something in mind that you know you enjoy and something that you want to do and starting that clientele from the beginning versus taking anyone and everyone and having to eventually weed out what you don't like. It's okay to say no. Yes. I love telling people no. I told somebody <laughs> no today. Somebody messaged me and said, do you do short haircuts? I said, nope. Short Hell link no. them below. Not all money is good money. And a lot of people, like, for example, just my dad and my grandparents, they think that since I have a cosmetology license, I can do everything. And yeah. I am a pro at it. At all. And that's just not the case. Because going back to the specializing stuff, I mostly do lived in color and long hair. And people question why I couldn't cut their hair, cut their son's hair, do this, that, and the third. And they're like, you don't do little boys' haircuts? No, I don't. Not interested. And people think that's so weird. And I don't think people in big towns have issues with that because every salon specializes. But down here, you're expected to know how to do everything and wax their eyebrows while they're there, too. <laughs> so That was funny. Oh, and something that I have the privilege of learning from Morgan, I see her now at a pretty steady, solid point in her career where she is decently happy with her clientele. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And there's like a few remaining clients that get services that isn't necessarily Morgan's specialty. Starting out doing what I like instead of just taking anything that comes in the door lets me build my dream clientele from the beginning instead of having to weed them out later on. Yeah. I, in the beginning, would obviously take everything. I was broke. And obviously built a relationship with these people, so I'm still doing their hair. It's not that I dislike it, but that's like an hour of my day that I could be doing something that I love to do and that I want to be making content of. But I love these people, and I would never turn them away. But I don't offer those services anymore. So like instead of getting to the point where you're only doing root touch-ups and short haircuts. If that's not what you want to do, you're going to get burnt out. And you can either just rock with that and do it forever and be miserable, or you're going to have to have a lot of really, really hard conversations with people that you've built relationships with. So it is a lot easier from the start 
turning people away and attract your dream clientele from the beginning. And, you know, there probably will be backlash. But It's not even so much, well, from what I've noticed or experienced myself, not necessarily backlash, but losing potential money. I get backlash from, I don't know. I don't think I'm at that point yet. It's like, it's, it's the, it's, I'm just gonna say it, it's the older, um, southern ladies that will really question very rudely why you can't do their hair, and in the beginning, I would just try to do it anyway, and mess it up, and then I'd get shit on for messing up the hair that I didn't want to do in the first place, (laughs) so. My bad review. Do you think they can hear this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's just be transparent. What? Talk about how much you charge. Like exact numbers? Yeah. Okay, so my all-over color, permanent color, starts at 115 Foils is $165. Uh, balayage starts at 155 Haircut, 45 Is that all I do? Yeah. Were yeah. Those, those were your, like, starting prices, though. You haven't raised them yet? I adjusted. I took a... I guess I can say what class... Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not name dropping. I, I took a Candy Shaw class at Premier Orlando, and she had a whole point about not charging for a partial foil versus a full foil because her exact words were, "You're saying you're doing a half-assed job." Yeah. So that's when I changed that to just a foil, and other than that, they're about the same. And I'm in the same boat. I've literally been up Candy Shaw's ass for the past like two years. So I don't do partial or full. My prices starting out, haircuts were 45, color was 100, toner was $25, foil was 120, balayage was 130 or 140, and that was in 2018. I just raised my prices like a, a good little chunk this year. Yeah, I raised everything by $15. So over the past four years, I've gone from those prices, 65 for a haircut, 115 for color, 90 for toner, 185 for foil, 175 for balayage. Makes me sound like mine are too high no mine are just too low okay now that i have raised my prices and don't get any complaints i'm itching to raise them again so my question is how often do you raise your prices i hear things differently i hear like you should do it every october i don't know why that month but that's what everybody says or after every single class that you take which seems a little excessive depending on how many classes you take per year because that's literally constant movement and I feel like it would just freak people out Mm -hmm. so I've been on the once a year thing but I've been like five dollars once a year but I think that it's not cocky if you can back it up oh the one thing that I do 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 (laughs) every time I raise my prices I add something extra I add something a little something extra so like the price increase that I just had on top of the Olaplex treatment or whatever hydration (laughs) whatever hydration (laughs) treatment I do I do a porosity treatment and a color lock treatment with all the color services. Do you think that it works? Yeah, that's what they say. Who's they? People who are coming back. <laughs> you looked at me like I have five heads. <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting like a man. You are. <laughs> what did you tell me? Nobody can see us. Another big issue that I feel like we have. We have! <laughs> but the city folk don't have is selling retail. Selling freaking retail. Everybody just wants to go to Walmart. Yep. Or order from Amazon. Yep. I have gotten to the point where I don't even have... I have two old crusty hair masks and exfoliating shampoo sitting on my retail shelves because they all just sit there and collect dust. I don't try to sound scammy when I'm trying to sell somebody products. Like, I just genuinely want them to take care of their hair color that I just spent three hours on. But I feel like everybody thinks it's scammy. They're like, oh, I can just go to TJ Maxx. No. It's not the same. You can't just go to TJ Maxx. That shit is watered down. So if you hear this... (laughs) If you hear this. And you need shampoo, (laughs) go to your hairstylist. 
Also, you get it tax-free. And you don't have to pay shipping. Yeah. So why would you not? And you know it's legit. Why would you not? I've had quite a few people ask me for like shampoo or whatever recommendations for something that they can get at Target. And I just don't know what to say. I literally don't know. I couldn't tell you what's at Target other than Pantene and Suave. There's been a few people talk about the uh, like native. Yeah. Which I know it's natural, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. And the, what's it called? Like hair food. The, okay. I've been recommending that to everybody. Is it good? I don't know. I've never tried it. I know know nothing about it. But it's cheap and people want to go to Walmart to get shampoo. So I just say, oh, get hair food. But if you think about it, let's just say this is a very exaggerated example. (laughs) Say you have a Maserati. Okay. Are you going to go to the drive-thru car wash? No. Break that down to your hair. Uh You just spent $200 on your hair. Why would you go home and use a $5 shampoo? Why would you refuse to spend more than $10 on your shampoo? It literally, there's no... There's no cons. When you can literally, whatever you're using, PERT or whatever, you can literally watch your color go down the drain. What is PERT? (laughs) This is a dollar store brand. (laughs) I have the hard, I had the hardest freaking time when I started doing extensions getting anybody to pay to get a service like that done. Like a luxury service. Because nobody wants to pay for that shit. And now I've been doing extensions for like two years. And I've had maybe 20 people. Maybe 20 people. <laughs> I've had maybe 20 people. And it was like pulling teeth to get those 20 people. you only done 20 people? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's been rough. How I many almost, do you have now? Like two? two? I almost quit doing extensions because... Dang. Nobody... If they don't want to pay $100 to get their roots done, they're not going to want to pay 1000 to get extensions done. And you just raised your price too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Big time rush? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't really have much to add on that because I just got into the extensions. I haven't done it on a real person. Well, good luck because it's going to (laughs) suck. Thanks. So positive. Also, everybody thinks that every salon is a walk-in salon. It's not. Everybody. Bust up in there. Most people, some people, certain people (laughs) treat every hair salon like it's a great clips and then get pissed off if you don't have time to wash their hair. Make an appointment. (laughs) We're just kicking ass and taking names. Except somebody took our Gmail name. Wonder how they're doing. Okay, strolls somebody out. (laughs) And this probably isn't a small town thing. It may be. I'm not really sure. It seems to me like it is. She doesn't know much. It seems to me like it is. I haven't really gotten out <laughs> my cell phone number is not a 24 7 line that's everyone. and if i don't text you back do not call me at seven o'clock in the morning on an, on that note i had a caller <laughs> the other day <laughs> and i don't answer the phone if your number is not saved i'm not answering you leave me a message if you need to call for me to call you back or else it's not getting answered and i had a call and then another call then a message left and then a call back again All within about, like, five minutes. Which, that doesn't even make sense. I know people don't know that this is, like, my cell phone number. They probably might think it's, like, a cell phone number. why would you call a business number like that? If you left a message, wait. But then they're so rude when you actually answer. They'll be like, hey, do you do extensions? Can you do extensions today? No, not even hey. No, no hey. Do you do extensions today? How much? (laughs) And I'm like, no, not today. Click. Or the DM. How much is a haircut? Can you do this? Can you? How much for this? Whatever happened to Like I'm a stripper. How are you? Literally treat us like prostitutes. How much for this? (laughs) (laughs) I only have an hour and $200. It's like literally perfect. Sad. Okay, so we're going to stop there before we get in trouble. But 
Next episode. Next time you hear from us, we're going to be talking about anxiety. Dun, dun, dun. I was about to say that. You knew? No, I was going to say dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> we want to hear from you. If you have a concern or a complaint or constructive criticism, it's all welcome. At airmeoutmorganandash at gmail.com. Yeah. Or if you just really need to get in touch with us. My phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. And me. Well, no, you can find me <laughs> everywhere at Morgan Holt Hair. My Instagram is actually Davis.hair. Okay, bye.